Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Any health-related information on the following show provides general information only. Content presented on any show by any host or guest should not be substituted for a doctor's advice. Always consult your physician before beginning any new diet, exercise, or treatment program. Welcome to Organic Healthy Lifestyle, and I'm Nancy Addison, your host, and this show is dedicated to sharing information that will inspire and inform a more conscious life that creates a healthier lifestyle, and this program takes a holistic approach to health and wellness, which means we look at all the areas of our life and how they are connected. Well, I have kind of a different kind of show today. We talk about lifestyle and I had a little something happen to me in April when I was traveling. I traveled down to Costa Rica to visit a friend of mine. And while I was there, I ran into a friend who had another friend who had been living in Costa Rica for over 20 years. And I ended up spending the day with her. And she asked me if I wanted to rent her house while she went back to Canada for about five months. And I thought about it, and I thought, I have always wanted to know what it's like to live somewhere other than the United States or Dallas, Texas, for an extended period of time. And so I told her, yes, I I will rent her house. And so I've been here about three months now. And so I'm going to do the show today kind of on what I've learned doing this and my experiences around that and share kind of some of that information with you. And I am going to take questions. So if anybody is listening live on W4CY radio and you click on listen live, you can also go to chat with show host and expert guest and you can type in questions and I'd love to get those from y'all if uh, if you would like to ask some things and I know I had so many people back in Dallas asking me all kinds of questions on you know have I moved here permanently or you know what's it like I'm thinking about doing the same thing and so I'm going to just talk about 
my experience here and what that's been like, the pros and the cons and, and all the different things in between and just kind of what it has been like for me, someone who has lived in Dallas, Texas for 64 years and then all of a sudden decided to, to live somewhere for five months. And, you know, one of the reasons I decided to say yes was, well, my mother's 92 and she's, you know, getting up there in age. And my son was going to have a new baby, him and his wife, and they live in Louisiana. And then my daughter is in New York City. So one of the things that I considered was Costa Rica is pretty close to the United States. Uh, depending on where you live, you know, for, for instance, uh, Dallas, it's about a two and a half hour flight. From Miami, it's about a two and a half hour flight. Uh, it's a little farther if you're coming somewhere like Chicago. It's a, about a six and a six hour flight, or New York is about a five hour flight. But there are lots of Canadians down here, and they come down here because their winters are so cold, and they spend their winters here, and then they go up there and spend their summers. And from Quebec, it's about eight and a half hours, and from Toronto, it's about five and a half hours. So it's it's really pretty close. I mean, I was thinking, you know, it's closer than if you're in Europe or if you're in Asia or India or somewhere like that, which, you know, may be one of my next trips around the corner. But I thought this is kind of a good trial run for seeing what this is like and getting a feel for living in another country and living in another country where I'm really not fluent in the language. And Costa Rica speaks Spanish. And growing up in Texas, I did learn a little bit of Spanish. And that was just part of the culture because we do have quite a few Spanish-speaking people who live and work in Texas. And uh, when my son was in high school, I know this is going to sound funny to y'all, but uh, he went through a little phase, and there was a time when uh, he was not super nice to me, believe it or not, that wonderful guy that I love so much, but he had he was going through kind of a, a phase or a period of time when he was struggling, and as a punishment for talking back to me on one, one of his old spells, was I sent him to the bilingual University of Cornavaca. And I sent him there for two weeks. And I will tell you, that was a life-changing experience for my son. And it was really beneficial for our family. One of the things that we always want our punishments to do, because it really affects all of us, is we want it to make that person a better person. We don't want to beat them down. We don't want them to feel bad about themselves. We want to lift them up, because usually when people are, are doing something that they shouldn't, it's because they're crying out for help, they're crying out for attention, and they, they need something. So my son, you know, we separated him from his normal environment, and there was all kinds of different levels of households he could live in. There was ones that were, you know, have the swimming pool and the chauffeur-driven cars and all the housekeepers. 
And then there were different levels of households. And I, I chose the household where there was no chauffeur, no swimming pool, because uh, this was a punishment. And I didn't want him to go there and just be living the life of luxury. I wanted him to really pull, pull himself up and make himself a better person. So I chose a family where he had to wake himself up, he had to do his own laundry, he had to make his own food. And uh, I will tell you what, he came back a new person, but he became friends with the teenager boy at the, at the home who taught him how to make amazing Mexican enchiladas and food. And uh, so someone just asked the question, what is this school for? Well, it's the bilingual University of Cornavaca. So you go there and you learn how to speak Spanish and English fluently. And so he went to school every day and he had to get himself there by himself. So it, it made him depend on himself and know that he had to be reliant on himself. And he came back a new person. He knew he could do do all these things for himself, which I really didn't too much when he was growing up. And we always had a housekeeper, and so uh, he, you know he only had to, like clean up his room, and so he didn't have to do uh, maybe as much as he had to do down there. But he also had to do it with another family and see how they interacted and how they treated each other and spoke to each other. But I'll tell you what else is. He made the most awesome grades in Spanish there on out. He truly learned how to speak the language. And he spoke it at this home where he was staying. And uh, so that was just really one of the most positive, life-changing experiences my son ever had. And I didn't ever tell him this, and he's, unless he listens to this radio show, he, he, he wouldn't know this. But uh, I had actually been talking to a very good friend of mine who, whose two children were twins, and they were in at school. And they had traveled all over the world, and they had lived in Russia, and they spoke fluent Russian, and lived in uh, London, England, and had... Uh, grown up and gone to school there as well. So these kids were worldly and and savvy. In fact, uh, one of the twins, the daughter, uh, ended up being my son's class's valedictorian and going on his to Yale. And these two twins were my son's best friends. Well, she had confided in me that she was sending her twins there like their summer vacation. So this was their special, this was their type of camp for this. And, and she had actually told me about the different levels of households that you could choose from. And for her children, she was also choosing one of families because she felt like this was a much more real environment and that they would, they would get more substantial just mental uplifting. And so uh, she had told me that. And so her, her twins were going down there and she was putting them in separate homes. So they would have to be on their own and take care of themselves. And I'm hearing my connection is bad and I'm so sorry. Um, 
I hope you can hear me. Well, I will do my best to to speak up. Um, but anyway, one of the things that is so important to know about all this is that it's a wonderful thing to be able to go into another culture and see what the people are like and speak a different language and communicate in their language to them. And so here in Costa Rica, I've started taking Spanish classes, Spanish classes once a week that are conversational and, and really great. And I so apologize if this is not a clear line. Uh, it's, it's just part of living in a third world country. And so I, I, uh, <laughs> I apologize for that. And um, so anyway, one of the things I've always felt very close to is Spanish-speaking countries and ones that are pretty close to Texas. And they do make me uh, feel a little more comfortable. So I thought this would be a really good opportunity for me to try and see what it's like living in another place. So I've had people say and there was somebody who said it sounds like a fancy boot camp and you know maybe it is in a way but in many ways what it can do and and yes we could afford to do that and I've had people criticize me for that but it was something that I thought was going to benefit all of us and and it actually did and so for people who uh, maybe not be able to afford something like this. You could look around for volunteer activities for your children around the world. And one of the things I did with my children when they were growing up is I volunteered at the local homeless shelter, but I didn't want my children down there by themselves, so we volunteered as family. And that way my children were exposed to various people in our lives, and we found out most of these people were highly educated Maybe somebody in their family got sick, and because of that, they might have lost a job, and they, they ended up struggling financially and ended up at this homeless shelter. And there were also people transitioning from other towns like Detroit or other towns where there was not much work, and so they were moving to Dallas and trying to get on their feet. And so my children would do various things there. We even spent a few Christmas Eves, evenings there uh, hanging out with the families and it was the largest homeless shelter in North Texas. And my kids never really wanted to go to summer camp. And my husband wasn't really a fond of summer camps. And I always wanted my children to learn to be more self-supporting, more independent. And I think something like the bilingual University of Cornavaca or various volunteer activities around the world, or that you could even do in your hometown, I think it teaches us and our children all kinds of lessons. And I think it also teaches us to be more understanding and kind. And I remember when my daughter was in the Peace Corps in Africa, in Mali, Africa, they wanted her to learn the language Bambara, and they put her with a family there who didn't speak any English. And it was a much rougher experience for her than it was for my son in Cuernavaca 
because this family was a different culture, so they were Muslim, and they they were very, very different, and they believed in uh, beating their children. And Amanda really wasn't able to say or do anything about that, and so she had to witness these people hurting their children. And there was like a, a dump uh, outside the front door. There was no infrastructure in this country and there was no trash pickup. And that was one of the hardest months of my daughter's life. And uh, many a night I spent when she was able to get on uh, Skype and talk to me that uh, we would, I would help her through it. But uh, it was a, a real wake-up call for her that not everybody in the world has the same home and family life as we do, and that this was very, very different. And Amanda ended up serving her two years there, but uh, it was pretty traumatic. Uh, so anyway, we've kind of gotten away from Costa Rica, uh, but I know a lot of people in the U.S., you know, I've always loved to travel and dreamed of, of possibly retiring somewhere where their money is going to stretch a little more. So there are quite a few people here from other countries. And I joined an international English-speaking women's group when I moved here. And it has been one of the best things I've done for myself because I've made lots of friends. And they have a luncheon every month and then they have a, a exercise day once a month where they all get together and they go a different place and they go hiking and last week we met in downtown San Isidro which is the local largest town here uh, where we are and we had the exercise as walking around downtown and learning all the different stores and what was available. And some of the people have been here as long as 20 years or 27 years. And then there are other people who have just moved down here about six months ago. And so it was a really fun day. And there must have been 20, 25 of us. And at the very end, we all stopped and we had a really nice lunch together and just talked about the different places we'd gone. But one of the other things I've found when you're in foreign countries is people will frequently meet at the farmer's markets. And that's the kind of the social place of the week. And so there's a variety of farmer's markets here in my area. There's two of them that are all organic. And so I love those. And then the large one that's in downtown San Isidro has a, a bunch of vendors in the very back on the left who have organic food, organic food products, and there's also a man with organic coconuts, and so I go there frequently, even though I am staying on this lady's homestead house, it's a beautiful house on top of a mountain, and she has a farm down in San Isidro where, that she's had for 20 years. And she grows the world's best black pepper organically. And it's so good that the Michelin chefs of Europe buy all of her black pepper every year. And when I was down here visiting my friend, my friend had been a, is a Canadian. 
And she had sold her house and everything up in Canada and decided that she wanted to live somewhere warmer. And so she had looked at the map and really thought about different countries. And she had moved down here about two years ago. And she bought a retreat center. And as soon as she moved in, there was a, a really large storm and a mudslide came down the mountain and buried her house. And luckily, like 10 minutes before she before it, the mudslide happened, she had left her house to go do something or she might have been killed, but it buried everything she had brought with her from Canada, her computer, her just everything. And so she was, it was very, very difficult, but she ended up hanging in there and pushing through it. And she just stayed in another luckily little property on her place. She has 10 acres. It's called the Heaven and Earth Sanctuary, which is on a river. And uh, and it's really quite beautiful now. And that was two years ago. And uh, you would never know that it had a devastating mudslide that long ago. But when you move to places like this, you really do, do need to be aware that there can be a lot of things happen here that uh, you may not expect. And, of course, you know, we hear about the mudslides and things like that in California. So it's not like it's uh, we're immune from it. But, you know, it, it can happen to other places where you move. In fact, there's almost 300 earthquakes here a year. And one night, in the middle of the night, the dogs started barking. <laughs> and my bed was literally shaking. I felt like I was in the Wizard of Oz. And uh, just everything was shaking really hard. And I could hear the swimming pool sloshing around. And... Then it subsided, but the next day I, I found out that it was a large earthquake that the center was in Panama, and I'm about a three-hour drive from Panama, and we were just getting a little bit of it, and it was a 6.8. So this is the land of volcanoes, and we are on uh, the rim of this kind of earthquake area that goes around the Pacific. So uh, that is something to be aware of. And about 1991, they started new building codes here. And what I'm amazed at is after I've, I've been through about three earthquakes here in the last three months, uh, only that one was the worst. There was another one where I, I was sitting outside and I thought, Am I, am I hallucinating what's going on? Because it looked to me like the windows in the house were shaking. But my neighbor did tell me we had had a small earthquake and that, that was it. But this house has absolutely no cracks in it. There's no cracks in the floor. And they've really developed some building materials that are, are really good during earthquakes. In fact, all the houses, I think by law, have to have either a metal roof or like a plastic roof. So there's nothing that would fall in on you. So that's always good to know as well. And one of the things that I really wanted to have while I was here was I wanted to have a rental car. And my insurance in the United States does not cover me driving in foreign countries. So when I rented my car here, I was told I really had to have this insurance with that. 
and the insurance is mind-boggling how expensive it is. But it can cost you anywhere from forty to a hundred dollars a day to have a rental car here. And so a lot of people, as soon as they move here, buy a car because you can buy a, a fairly good car that will do well for you know somewhere between four and five thousand dollars. And if you're going to live here, that's a, a really great buy and a good investment. If you're renting for a period of time, I probably should have looked into it and bought a car right when I moved here and then just sold it before I left. But, you know, this is what I'm learning. I'm living and learning. And what my daughter told me when I was downsizing and wishing I lived somewhere prettier than Dallas, Texas, she's like, Mom, we're not here anymore. There's nothing holding you here. You've always wanted to live somewhere else in the world. And if you're not going to do it now, when are you going to do it? And I you know, really thought to myself, and I thought, I, I have. I, I love traveling. I, when I get to these places, I think, gosh, wouldn't it be nice to live here? So I've decided I am really enjoying not being tied to a lot of stuff back in Dallas. And I got gave everything to my kids or the Goodwill or my friends. And I just have a little storage unit that I kept things that were really important to me and uh, my different sets of clothes because my clothes were are some of the things I really use most of the time and I don't want to have to go. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shopping anymore. I'm, I'm not a shopper, and I have very nice clothes that fit me well, and I enjoy... And so I keep my seasonal clothes in my storage unit. So last January, February, March, and April, I lived in New York City where it was very cold and wintry. So I had all my winter clothes up there. And then when I flew back down to Dallas to see my mom, I switched out my clothes for summer clothes in my bags and was able to come visit my friend Carol here in Costa Rica. And as I looked around the country, the road systems are doable, but they're not like they are in the States. So there are potholes. The roads are very narrow. And there are a lot of bike riders and walkers here. So a lot of the local people walk everywhere. So when you drive here, you have to be extremely slow and careful because you you want to be, you know, far enough away from them so you're not scaring them or or anything like that and the people here oh my gosh are the sweetest nicest people and they live in these like family communities that you know this person's that cousin and that brother and they all live they're all their houses will be in certain communities and they're 
hardworking and they're generous and they're kind. And I can't even tell you how many places I've been where I was wondering about something. And it's almost like somebody next to me was reading my mind or something. We do all uh, communicate telepathically. We just may not realize it, but uh, uh, they call themselves Ticos. Uh, And I I heard that that was an indigenous tribe here in Costa Rica, and the the people just adopted that name. And so frequently the person will will, uh, turn to me, and even if they don't speak English and I don't speak that good of Spanish, they will show me what I need, and I'll just be so grateful and tell them, uh, gracias, and uh, they're, they're just so dear. So I just got the question, when am I going to move back? Well, I'm here till the end of September because I have some speaking engagements in Dallas, Texas, and New York City in October. So um, I'm here until the end of September. And so it's, uh, I'm very excited because apparently the whales come here in August and September, which are also the rainier months of the year. But that's when the mommy whales come down here and have their babies. And here where I am right now, it's only a 40-minute drive to the beach. So I'm really looking forward to spending more time at the beach during those months and possibly getting to go scuba diving and maybe see some whales. So uh, when I when I I'm not going to move back and have a permanent home, I don't think in the states. I was asked, "Are you moving back to Texas or somewhere else?" To tell you the truth, I have really enjoyed being somewhere new and gorgeous. And it's an adventure. Every day I wake up, every every day I wake up, I think this is the most beautiful sunrise I've ever seen. And I'm on the top of a mountain looking out on these mountains. And I have toucans that come and sit in my trees and beautiful blue parakeets and green parrots. And in fact, I think in the morning when I sit and watch the sunrise, I think I'm in the toucan flight path. (laughs) And for someone like me, who is absolutely one of the biggest animal lovers, creature lovers in the world, I I put myself up there because I'm a certified uh, international wildlife rehabber, and I became a vegetarian because I love creatures so much. This is absolute heaven for me. I have absolutely loved having toucans flying over me all the time. So I got this question, am I just going to go where life takes me? And yes, I'm thinking that's what I might do. Uh, I'm going to go do my speaking engagements. I do have a vegan travel company that wants me to go lead some tours and also do some speaking and teaching on those tours of nutrition or healthy cooking. And so I'm... I'm going to go on some of these vegan travel tours. And if you go to veganonthemap.com and look at their trips, you know, let them know which ones you'd like me to go with you on or if you're interested and let me know. And I will uh, definitely let them know where, where, 
the ones I want to go on. So I just got the question, where are you going to go with the vegan travel company? Well, right now they're trying to talk me into going on the China trip in November. And I think that would really be fun. I've only been to Hong Kong once, and I think I would like to see the area of China. And if any of y'all want to go with me on that, uh, let me know. Uh, There's also some coming up in South Africa. Tell you the truth, there are so many trips that they have that I'd like to go on. And, you know, what a nice thing to be able to go with a group that, you know, you're going to be already set up for eating some healthy vegetarian food uh, without having to worry about having to set that up yourself. And uh, I uh, love traveling. I've traveled the world extensively and I've probably been to well, I know a lot of people have been to more countries than me, but I like to go back to places. So, you know, for 30 years, I went to London every year because I love the theater there. And I lived there in college, so I have a lot of favorite things I like to do there. And it's just one of my favorite cities. And I love going through Europe, Turkey, Istanbul, Greece. And I, I think I'd like to live a short time in Italy or in Greece or Spain, somewhere like that. And I've visited, I've had a friend who's traveled the world extensively for the last five years. And she just kind of goes where the feeling hits her. And right now she's in Brazil. And before that she was in Bolivia. And I've I've traveled to meet with her in South Africa and France and Brazil as well, and just had some really fun adventures, just, you know, experiencing life, meeting people, being present, trying new foods, uh, going skiing. Uh, When I travel, I like to look up hot springs or natural mineral waters and, and go to those. And that is abundant here in Costa Rica, which is really nice. And I've met a lot of people who moved down here to retire. And my neighbors across the street, Rosie and Tom, they are the dearest people. She's originally from Germany, and he's from North Carolina. And they've been married a very long time. But they've been down here about five years. And they started thinking that they wanted to live somewhere like this when they retired and they were in North Carolina. So they looked up the international living group and they went to a few seminars and they came down here to visit Costa Rica and they started visiting a few of the areas and they rented a house for a while and they rented another house for a while. And then they realized they really liked this area and they started looking at houses And they bought this place across the road from where I'm staying. And they have three organic acres. And I say organic because uh, Costa Rica, and this was really shocking to me, but they're one of the biggest users of the herbicide, Roundup glyphosate. And I was just shocked to hear that. But uh, apparently, they use it extensively here, and they, people just don't know how detrimental that is to your health and your environment. But the, like the lady I rented from, she's all organic, uh, 
And so you can have your own place here and be all organic. And I know of two places here that are for sale that are beautiful organic properties that if, if you're interested in those, let me know. And both of them have, one has a seven bedroom house on it and a couple of other structures. And uh, the other one has multiple houses on it and could be used as a retreat center. But people move here and they start planting lots of foods that they like to eat, oranges and cacao and papaya and vegetables. I mean, things just grow here so well. It's, it's really quite amazing how fast pineapples and uh, lots of people grow organic food and then aloe vera. One of the things I have found about moving here and people tell me as you live here, it gets easier and there are an amazing amount of bugs here, (laughs) insects, and many of them bite. And I've been one of these people all my life who really never had too bad a problem with chiggers or mosquitoes or things like that. Because I think mainly because my diet was always so low in sugar. And they say that if you have a high like artificial sweetener or high fructose corn syrup diet or, or one that is high in white refined carbs, that your skin has a higher sugar content and the bugs are, are more attracted to that. And But I have to admit, I've really struggled with the bugs here. Uh, huge armies of ants that come through. There's enormous grasshoppers everywhere. But it's these little bitty tiny bugs that I have no idea when and where I got bit by them. But I will all of a sudden be bit and I'll be itching. So some of the things I've found that have been incredibly helpful for me in dealing with bug bites is I brought some food grade hydrogen peroxide with me, uh, 35%. And I can put that on a cotton pad and put that on the areas that may be itching or are bitten. And I usually do it right before I get in the shower because it can really sting. But it also will kill all bacteria. And if there's any kind of parasite or something with it, it will also end up killing that. So I, I heard that there were certain bugs here and in Panama and Nicaragua and I've traveled extensively four or five times to Nicaragua where I did some retreats and I think it varies to where you are. I'm in a rainforest and it's kind of the rainy season so I think they're a little more prevalent at the moment here than they are in the dry season but I put on this hydrogen peroxide and then I get in the shower. And then when I get out, I put on some camphophonique, which is something that I used when I was a little girl at camp. And it feels pretty good. I also have a, a hemp oil, a CBD oil meant with, uh, that's mixed with mint that is a roll-on. And it has been incredibly good for cooling areas that might be irritated or itchy and that's been very helpful and then my friend Laurel who 
is the one who introduced me to the lady that I rented from here. She really liked to use uh, some other things that were uh, like calamine lotion. And so that, that worked for her. So I think everybody's different and everybody's skin is different. So different things may work for you. When I went back to the States last month because my son was having uh, an emergency eye surgery from a sports injury. And luckily I just want to announce that he's doing great and everything went well and uh, he's back to normal. But uh, I, I stocked up on some homeopathic bug bite remedies that uh, are sold in the U.S. but are not sold here. So they do have pharmacies here, but they didn't have any of the homeopathic things that I was looking for. And, you know, that's something that I've been surprised that they really don't have here. And I understand the government really doesn't allow you to have it mailed here. So they don't support natural supplements like Canada does, for instance. So I found that real surprising because here we are in superfood country in the rainforest. And the government is uh, not supporting natural supplementation of homeopathics and things like that. So uh, another thing I found that was interesting is they rarely have addresses here. And so like my address is one kilometer past the cemetery of the general. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a lot of towns around here with general in the name. So how do you know which town and how do you know which general? But anyway, uh, most people just don't get any mail here and you really don't have an address. And I found that very interesting. So they just wait for friends to come visit or family to come visit. Or uh, if somebody knows somebody who's coming into town, then they have their friends send them their mail that they need and bring it to them. So, you know, that's actually been, you know, how a lot of these people worked it. And the, the thing about Costa Rica that is nice is you can have a dual citizenship here. So you could apply to be a citizen here and stay a U.S. citizen. And that's not all, always the case everywhere. And then Costa Rica has no army. They don't have an armed force. They're a very peaceful, well-respected country, and they're very stable. And I have to admit, I've loved all the people here that I've met. Uh, and, you know, I had my neighbor tell me the other day, I thought this was really cute. She goes, Nancy, have you ever met anybody that wasn't nice? And I was like, well, you know, not here. I've really enjoyed it. She goes, well, I've always thought that if you treat everybody kindly, they're usually going to treat you back kindly. And, you know, I think so much of this is in your approach to people. So I try very much to introduce myself in Spanish and say a little bit of Spanish, like, good day, how are you? And if they start speaking to me back in so much Spanish that I don't understand, <laughs> I will say that I, I speak very little Spanish at the moment, but I'm taking classes and I, I hope to speak Spanish better soon. But uh, everybody here has been using like a little app on your phone call, say hi. 
And I'll tell you, it's a great little app, and you can speak into it, and it will translate it. Depending on what language you want, it will do like, I don't know, 16 languages or something. So you could use this all over the world, but it will translate from one language to another, and it will actually say it, but it will also print it out so uh, they can read it. And it may not always be perfect, because I know a couple of times with my Texas accent, it didn't quite understand the words, and it would, print, it would say something totally different, and I would just explain to them in the translation thing that this translated translates my my words incorrectly sometimes because of my Texas accent, and they always get a laugh out of that and think that's funny. And so you could just make a joke out of things, and and it's really fun. But I've become really good friends with quite a few people who live here, and Alban, who owns Trincheras here, uh, as one of the owners. It's the coolest little place. It's an organic vegetarian cafe in the big town and it has a big garden out back and it's a yoga studio and it's a bookstore and it has a little store in it and it's turned into the meeting place of everybody and Alpin teaches Spanish classes there on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday morning and then on Saturday afternoon a lot of the people who want to learn English or who want to learn Spanish, they all meet there at one o'clock in the afternoon and they all get to know each other and practice speaking languages and getting to know each other. And so it's it's really just a fun, amazing place. And the person I rented my house from uh, while I was here visiting my other friend before I left when I had decided I wanted to rent her house, she was so kind. She spent two days driving me around, introducing me to people and showing me how to do the roads because they don't have road signs or very few road signs, uh, almost no stoplights. In fact, uh, in the part of the country where I am, uh, outside of the larger city, I have no stoplights. Uh, there may be a stop sign once in a while. And the Interesting thing here is that all the bridges only allow one car over. And so even on the highways, so you have to wait your turn until you can go over. And that is everywhere. And it's really quite remarkable, but, uh, you know, they make it work. But somebody said, you know, Nancy, the roads here are like uh, – they were 10 years ago, and they just are, it's, they call it Tico time. So, manana usually means tomorrow, but it really means not now. So, it could be next week. It could be next month. It could be next year. <laughs> and if somebody doesn't show up right on time, they'll go, well, they're just on Tico time. And, and it's not a mean thing. It's just that everybody here is laid back. They're not stressing out. They're not running on a clock. In fact, you'd be hard-pressed to find a clock here. And people usually wake up with the sunrise around 4.45, and they go to bed, uh, you know, in the evening early. Uh, I've been going to bed quite literally about 7.30 or 8 at night because I've been getting up at 4.45 in the morning because one of my favorite things in the whole world is watching the sunrise. I do my meditation, I hang out with the toucans and the parrots and the parakeets, and 
walk with the dogs and it's absolutely glorious. And I just think it would be very difficult for me to move back to stressful cement city from being in this place and it's really grown on me and I absolutely love walking out and seeing tons of butterflies and hummingbirds right outside my door and uh, little geckos everywhere and so I really you know I love I love being in a place like this I love being able to go pick my mangoes off the off the tree whenever whenever I'm hungry or or my oranges and uh, so the place I'm staying is about five five acres, and a couple of the neighbors are out of town, so their places are empty too. And they told me I could pick their fruit as well. So it's like I have my own mini farm here, and I almost don't even need to go to the store or the farmer's market because it's, it's just so, so abundant here, and it's all these people are organic. And so I really love that. I cannot believe my show went by so fast, and I I hope I touched on some things that you found important or something you wanted to know about. Uh, there's also some things that I did bring down with me since I was going to be here for five months. Is uh, She had some polyester sheets, and I really love my eucalyptus sheets. So I brought my own sheets with me, and... You know, I don't need all that much clothes, but I brought my water purifier with me and uh, just a few things. But, you know, as I come to the close of the show, I, I want to encourage all of y'all to step out of your box, take an adventure. If you've always wanted to go somewhere, maybe now's the time, uh, but take a chance. You know, I did this all by myself and... And it's been fantastic, and, and I've really loved it. And I'm Nancy Addison, and my website is organichealthylife.com. And I love hearing from y'all. And if you just uh, let me know if you have any questions or have an idea for another show, I, I'd love to hear those. And, you know, I, I invoke great favor on all of y'all in all ways, shape, and form. May there be nothing missing, nothing broken. May you all be filled with perfect health. And I love sharing this time with you. And I'm honored that you would share your precious time with me. And so as I come to the end of my show, I just want to say that I love you. Thank you for being in my organic, healthy lifestyle family. And... I believe that how we do anything is how we do everything. So as we go through our lives and we touch the people around us, just remember to add that main ingredient. And that main ingredient is always love. Love.